Top Sport with Michael Abramson on SAFM. Let's talk netball then. And we're joined on the line once again on our show and delighted to have her because she's becoming our netball correspondent here as well. Former Spars Protea player, Mampo Tsotetsi. Coach Addy, lovely to chat to you again. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm starting to feel like I'm at home now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just step down and, and, and be a guest on your show because it's, uh, it's wonderful to chat then. Top Sport with Michael Abramson on SAFM. Full to you. Uh, obviously, this past weekend, lots and lots of action. One or two surprising results in the Telcom Netball League at Hartfelt Arena. Just maybe you can give us a, a brief run through of what happened. Oh, it was a very interesting weekend. We had a very big derby that's in the um, Division 2. And that was between the Sunbirds from um, Bumalanga and the Limpopo Baobabs, currently sitting on second and third position, respectively, on the log standing. And that was such a thriller. The first time we saw the two teams play together, Barbabs just walked away, um, you know, effortlessly with that game. But the Sunbirds really stepped up this time around. They were strong. And um, this is actually quite a big thing because last year, the Barbabs were nowhere close to the Sunbirds who were in the finals last year in the B division. But this time around this year, the Barbabs are just so much stronger. They currently sit second on the log standing on the B section. First is the Tornadoes but only because the Tornadoes have played more games than the Barbabs. And the Barbabs have the highest goal difference, which means if they keep winning, they'll probably end up number one going into the playoffs. And um, they'll face the number uh, four, who is between the Comets and the Diamonds. The Comets are from the Eastern Cape, and the Diamonds are from the Northern Cape. So that was a big one for me in Division 2. Um, but we also saw Tornadoes have a lot of struggles. I think it's because they had a game every single day on the weekend. Yes. So their legs were pretty tired. So they actually almost lost against the Comets, which would have been a huge upset, something we didn't all expect. But I think the tired legs really got to them. But Coach Frida Kemp, amazing coach from the Western Cape, she did her thing, she made the changes, and they managed to retain that number one uh, position on the lock standing. Then in, in the Division A, it was definitely the Harting Derby that everybody was waiting for uh, between the Fireballs and the Jaguars. That was such a phenomenal game. Mm. Uh, it was a one-point uh, win uh, for the Golden Fireballs, um, but just as in the neck of things when things were just ending off. And they had a turnover uh, in the last two seconds of the game, which would have meant it would have given the Jaguars an opportunity to equalize, which would have been such an amazing little turnaround of events, considering that the Fireballs were actually leading by far in the first half, but they really ended up struggling in the second half. Then uh, another one was obviously the Stings, who also had quite a good weekend. Um, they're still struggling a little bit with their shooters in the shooting circle, so they lost to the Jaguars. Uh, but I thought they really handled their own quite well. The Stings are from um, the Western Cape. They are in the A Division with the Jaguars that are from Gauteng who are also in the A Division. And these are all top four teams that I'm speaking about. So that's more or less the run-up of everything. I think the team that's struggling the most at the moment is the Limpopo Lilies. Uh, they're in the B Division. They are yet to win a game. But the good news is this weekend they will meet the second last team uh, who are the Sonobloma from Free State and maybe they could give each other quite a nice run in competition. So fantastic wrap-up then of the action this past week. I know that we're going into the final round of action before the, the camp takes place, obviously, and before we prepare for World Cup. There has been a, a comments put out on social media about the fact that 
the that Netball South Africa maybe missed a few tricks and they should have maybe uh, finished the program a little bit earlier to give the side a bit more preparation time ahead of the World Cup. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I think it's a two-way thing. Uh, for me, I think it's good for players to be playing until maybe around about three weeks before a tournament um, because they'll still get that two weeks uh, to tap down. But, I mean, it's it, each his own. For me, it just makes your job a bit easier for the coach because the goals are fresh. They're coming off of a tournament and they'll still have enough time, in my perspective, to have a little bit of a rest. Um, unless the coach still wanted to have a heavy camp, which I doubt she'll need. She'll just need maybe some surface training. The people I'm more concerned about are the guys from Australia. So the Jamaican team, for instance, they're going straight from uh, the league in Australia to the World Cup. So mm. they're not actually even going to have a camp. Um, so Australia and Jamaica, for me, I'd be more worried about. And New Zealand sits in the best spot in my perspective because they've already just finished their league. The English have already finished their league. So they're in good positions. I don't mind the way that it's going to work out for South Africa, to be quite honest. Um, and I think Coach Norma Plummer will be coming back to South Africa uh, just in the nick of things now when this um, TNL ends um, at the end of the following week. Let's just talk about that also. Um, the situation with Coach Plummer, obviously she's based in Melbourne. She That is her, her home city, flying in just a couple of weeks before the start of the tournament. Many people saying, does that give her enough time to be able to assess what's going on, to get knowledge into the players, to discuss tactics, to do the preparations. Uh, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? Does she have enough time? Should she have planned it a bit earlier? Or what is the situation around that? She actually had a great conference with the media and she really touched on a lot of these factors that you're speaking about. Um, one, the assistant coach, Dimitri Chauke, is around. She is coming to the games all the time. So, and um, Coach Norma is streaming all the games at the moment. They've got this amazing app where they've got the downloads of all the games and all the players' performances. So she really is staying connected in terms of how the goals are played. Because even if she is here, she can't really do much with them at the moment because they're still playing for their own club. Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's quite relative it's, uh, to each his own, but I don't think she would be able to do much anyway, even if she was in South Africa. The difference would be she'd be watching them live, um, but there might also be factors like interfering with domestic coaches, which is also not a good thing sometimes, you know what I mean? So maybe from far, it works out well. She's got the videos. She's able to stream all the games. She's got the stats coming through uh, to her every single time. She's got her assistant coach as well and the conditioning coach who's really checking up on the players. So I think it's okay the way that it is. I don't actually think it's a bad thing. Let's look at what's happening with some of the other teams involved. Uganda, obviously, yet to name their squad for the tournament. That's a, a, a bit of an issue. So close to, to the event. Australia struggling with pay disputes and all sorts of issues there. I see England have today named, uh, or recently, I think it was today. In fact, it, it was today. They've decided that they've got co-captains. Metcalf and Gusgoth will <laughs> co-captain their side. So lots of things happening with some of the, the teams that South Africa are going to be playing in this tournament. So it looks as if everything's happening in the world of netball at the moment. Oh, it's definitely happening. I mean, we're less than 40 days to the tournament. So it's definitely happening. I mean, I can just quickly touch on the English one because it's quite a funny one. Mm -hmm. We're actually joking about it today that half of the team is actually now in the man in, um, leadership team because they've got captains, then they've got a management, uh, um, a leadership team that comprises of half of the, the squad. 
So that's quite hilarious. But I mean, um, when you've got that kind of experience in your in your setup and in your bench and in your squad, why not use it? I think it's a very smart strategy by the coach. Um, and I think there's also quite a clear uh, hierarchy of seniorship in that uh, squad. So I don't think there'll be any issues with that. But I think it really helps the coach a lot in terms of just discussions around lineups as well as maybe debriefing um, at the end of matches. So I, I think that's probably the strategy that they are going for. They will need it because I think everybody's really scared of Jamaica at the moment. Mm. Um, and I think Jamaica, the only thing for them that they are worried about is the fact that they're not going to have a camp at all. You know, they'll probably come straight from um, from Australia, some of them, straight to South Africa. And they'll have to, like, iron some things out when they get here. But their squad is just so strong. Then coming to the Australian side... Yeah, I feel like there's a little bit of blackmail happening there if you look at it from a player's perspective um, because the organization was kind of putting them in a corner to sign certain contracts uh, before they could announce the team. They were also quite delayed with their submission of their 12 for into the World Nepal. To, uh, World Nepal. So they kind of missed that deadline as well, which wasn't a great thing for them. Um, and yeah, so that also hasn't been the best of... Um, narratives for mm. a, a country such as Australia. And I can tell you they've lost a couple of fans from South Africa who have not been impressed, but they're doing this uh, when it's South Africa's turn to host, and they've never done something like this before. So they were a bit disappointed with them and how they've approached uh, this specific thing. Um, and then looking at Uganda, Uganda for me is quite an interesting one because if you remember, they had moved up into being second in, in Africa now over Malawi. So it was South Africa, Uganda, and then it was Malawi. But they lost that right because they didn't come to the African qualifiers. Um, therefore, World Nepal then decided to drop them to make them third in, in, in Africa uh, because of what they, they, they had done by not coming. They feel they didn't respect uh, the competitiveness and uh, uh, of Africa uh, because they knew they had already qualified. But uh, Mary, um, the shooter who plays in England, who's also just won with the Lightning, they've just won the championship with our resident goalkeeper, South African protea, Zanila uh, Zimbella, who's actually back in the country now. They've just won, but I mean, she still hasn't received her her uh, confirmation of whether or not she's in the team, which is quite an interesting thing. Their goal defense, Joanne, had already just uh, previously pulled out of the national team due to some kind of um, also disputes or of some sort and um, within that team, so she won't be coming. And a massive blow to Uganda is that Peace, um, who was also playing in the English League, is not coming to the World Cup um, for some health issues. And they've also lost Stella Oyela, uh, to an ACL injury. So that is a huge blow for Uganda. Um, we were expecting them to probably, you know, compete with South Africa as well as the top six, but this is going to be quite challenging for them now. But you never know. They still have a star in Mary um, uh, Cholok. Um, so that's, yeah, the roundup internationally of the things that I think really stood out um, into this um, uh, week. I think that's a, a very, very comprehensive wrap. So one more week of a action in the Telcom Netball League and then it's straight into the camp and preparation for the World Cup. Mamporto Tetsi, as always, wonderful to chat to you. Thank you so, so much for your time and for that comprehensive wrap of the world of netball. Thank you for your time as always and to the listeners. Top Sport with Michael Abramson on SAFM.